This is an important announcement. Due to an unforeseen technical error, the Big Finish podcast, due to be released on the 5th of July 2020, has been accidentally erased. Fortunately, the following recordings made during the preliminary meeting and rehearsal for the podcast have been retrieved, and we've managed to basically cobble together this. What have you got to drink while you're drinking there? Uh, it's, a, it's a sort of pineapple and orange squash in a, a massive wine glass, like a cocktail glass, um, <sighs> which is which is to see. It looks lovely, but it's made of plastic and it sort of wobbles. And I'm slightly aware. Is it plastic? It looks. It looks. Glass. It looks glass, doesn't it? Yeah, but it is plastic. But um, oh, I'm, I'm very jealous. Of, I'm feeling quite thirsty all of a sudden. Just well, would you like a cup of tea as well? <laughs> You've just got all the beverages. Um, it's really hot in my shed as well. I'm just opening the door. Um, so the podcast, uh, this... Oh, now it's too cold with the door open. I can't... <laughs> it's, like, it's like one of those annoying taps, you know, the ones where there's no hot or cold. You kind of have to lift and just hope in the right direction <laughs> where it, it, then, then it goes to the right temperature. So um, looking at the release schedule for Big Finish... Mm. This podcast comes out on the 5th of July, which right. is the Sunday. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. I'll, I'll double. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. That's the day before my, my mum's birthday is on the scene. Happy birthday. Uh, so the first significant, because last week we did Star Cops Mars 2 and Short Trips Out of the Deep. Yes, that's right. Uh, so the first release I've got here is for the 8th. Of July, is and that it's Missy? Oh, it's Missy! Oh, great! Missy series two. Did you work on that? I didn't work on that one, no. but um, obviously, you know, anything Missy related is is obviously worth worth listening to, really, isn't it? Yeah. Let's be honest. Who was that? That was probably Joe Kramer, wasn't it? I can imagine. I mean, I can actually. I'll double check for you. I mean, you know, Michelle Gomez, who I have worked uh, on stories with, mm. is just so fun. Um, oh, uh, I'm quite yeah. jealous of anybody who actually gets to work on it because all of you know, everything she does, there's not really uh, a rhyme or a reason. Like she sort of, she'll just be like, "Oh, that that line, I might just do it. Can I do it in the voice of a, a crazy upside down bat that's got wings <laughs> that are yellow coloured?" And then she'll just do it, and you'll be like, "Yeah, well, obviously, I'm just going to use that take because anything that's planned <laughs> is it. just not going to be as good as anything made up in her mind." So, yeah, absolutely spot on. Yeah, that's but Joe that's- Kramer. It's and Ian, Ian Meadows on sound design as oh, well. Well, winning team, absolutely. And I love that theme. Does so anyway. So that will be the. Um, we'll do that with the behind the scenes thing. Great. I'll just actually, I'll just check whether they're got that f- recorded on up. floppy disk, isn't it? <laughs> I'm going to check whether that's. Uh, I've got to download that. Oh. You can't hear that, can you? I just had a very loud noise in my headphones. Guys, it's 12 o'clock. It's my lunchtime. <laughs> Where has time gone? It's escaped the room. Uh, just having a look on the FTP site for... For the file. I'll tell you what I am thoroughly uh, interested in at the moment is the fact that we've got the... Um, Eighth Doctor, uh, Liv Chanker and Dalek, Eagle Moss stuff on the big finish was. How great yeah. is that? I know. I just got sent the uh, the Lucy Miller one. Oh, they're great. I love the Eagle Moss stuff anyway. They're just gorgeous. You see, what's upsetting here is that I've only got Missy Series 1. That's not very good. It's not relevant. Not available on the... So, I mean, in order... Because what I want to do is behind the scenes with Missy Series 2. Mm. And... Um, and then the 15-minute drama tease from it. So a real kind of Missy-themed podcast. Well, because it's the, the only release yeah. out of that week. I mean, there's a couple of sales. There's, what's, uh, there's, there's a Missy Returns offer. Yeah, and a Scribe Awards 2020 nominees. Oh, no, but that's the following week, isn't it? I mean, I suppose one thing we could do, if we're, you know, we could always... Uh, feature some clips from the first box set anyway 
or just a clip or a trailer from the first one in case people want to get that as well or want to, uh, you know, refresh their minds, maybe? Yeah. I'm fabulous at strategy, mathematics, creative role-play. In fact, you could say I'm mostly marvellous in every manner. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. And tell you what, special offer. If I don't like you lot after, no one has to die. Missy, Volume 1. You stand for everything the wardens abominate. You are wayward, chaotic, willful. And now, here I stick, exiled to 19th century Earth like some common time urchin. What are you, ladies' maid, governess? Fond of children, are you? Loathe them. I know who you are. You know I know who you are. You're Missy, the artist formerly known as the Master. <laughs> what do you want, human? Oi, less of that. Be nice. Free at last! It's a genie. Are you significant? <laughs> 180, 200, 220, needles in the danger zone. It's place to be. Shall we take this baby out for a spin? So this person with the pointed beard, is he our bad guy? Okay, so killing people means evil. You say so. Don't you? Meh. Big finish. We love stories. Aren't I the best teacher ever? I should speak to your dad about getting a raise. I'm just writing to Sue Cowley and David Richardson. I want to feature Missy series two in the podcast. That's got a good cast, doesn't it? My email goes a bit funny when I've got these two computers running. It keeps saying there's not enough room or something. <laughs> not enough ink sort in the raffia, pencil. Raffia <laughs> base. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you know, we'll do the regular features. You know, the regular features. Uh, random or in, I suppose an email or something. We should probably find a couple of emails, shouldn't we? Um, yeah, I'll send some of it. Yeah. It says, this message could not be moved to the mailbox big finish. Mail was unable to open this mailbox on the server, Outlook, Office, blah, blah, blah. It's unbelievable, That's isn't really it? Annoying. You know, we're in a pandemic and you've got these digital postmen taking the day off. I mean, <laughs> un- unbelievable. To the edits and the behind the scenes interviews, please. I shall need... Oh, shut up. The things today. You're, you're literally telling your own fingers to sh- shut up and, for writing. Shut up your fingers. Look, oh, it keeps, it's when I've used both computers at once. What a first world problem. I've got two computers and it's causing me hassle. Right. Well, let's hope that we can run with that anyway. That'll work. I think that's a, a great, yeah. Randomoid selectron. Should we? Um, let's uh, test the randomoid selectron now. Do you want to? It's a good idea. Yeah. Um, we might as well do that now. Oh, it's gone to the random word generator again. 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 Yeah. It always that. Are you doing that on purpose? No, I'm not. Com- honestly, it's because com- I comedic value. I think it's. I think it's because of my. You know that muscle memory. I type in ran into the search bar and then immediately just click enter because I assume that it will go to the first relevant link. But for some reason, yeah, ra- random words thirsty if you're interested. Um, oh, I am. How <laughs> apposite is that? Um, okay, so uh, let's have a look. Here I just go. forwarded you a listener's email, by the way. Oh, thank you very much. I'll, I'll have a look at that in a minute. Oh, we've had that one before to the death, haven't we? Um, oh, that's a good one. That's a real. Oh, what a throwback! What have we got real time. God, oh, what, what? That's a throwback to, to the old days, isn't it? That's the BBC, um, the amazing webcast that they did. Yeah, with sort of Captain Pugwash animation, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I seem to remember as well that you can only view it like using something like Real Player or something like some really old. I don't even know if that exists anymore. Real Player. I'm just checking to see whether there's um, 
Gosh, it does. Yeah, blimey. No, what's that? I'm just gonna. I'm just. Oh, what's going on? <laughs> oh, Old what? man in computer problem. Just remind me oh, of that that clip. <laughs> that bloke who <laughs> dragged the my computer folder into the into the recycle bin, and then it's just his computer just computer. <laughs> just vanished. <laughs> Bigfinish.com is what I'm typing in. A big font finosh. <laughs> it would help if I could type today, wouldn't it? Big font. Bigfont.com. Oh, right. Yeah. So, Maggie Stables in real time. Yeah. Like, oh, just, just the what, sixth doctor. What a treat. What real a time. Treat. I, nearly, I nearly typed in real time pictures. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Throwback. Well, I must talk to. Sorry, what? So it's around the same time, though, you know, real time doing in its the height of its powers. Why am I not finding it on the site? Is it two separate words? Real time, yeah, two separate words. That'll be why. There's that cover. And there's no trailer for it. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. That's a maybe I guess we could like lift a clip or something. Yeah, yeah. That's there might what I'd be have to do. I know it sounds funny, there might actually be, I don't even know if it's still um Doctor what's it? You know on the BBC they on the BBC um webcast, they might actually have a trailer from back in the day um, oh, not. I mean otherwise I can take a clip from it's in the sixth doctor adventures there's a 14 second trailer that you can get on on YouTube the only thing under the sixth doctor adventures on the FTP is the last listen to this what? this is the, um, the, the TV trailer Doctor is back to face an old enemy in a brand new adventure exclusive to BBC I. Colin Baker tackles the Cybermen at bbc.co.uk slash cult. That was it, was it? There was no <laughs> was clip. It, yeah, it was just was an it. announcer. <laughs> yeah. Going that, gone about it. There we go, yeah. Oh, it followed oh. an episode of Voyager, Endgame Part 1, if you're interested. Oh, I've been given the details of the delivery server because Joe's only just delivered it this morning. <laughs> no way. Cheers, Sue, I shall say. God, they're making it difficult for me today, aren't they? Many thanks. Are the extras there too? Well, no, that's good service from Sue Cowley, isn't it? Straight, straight in there. Well, Sue's always on it, isn't she? I mean, she's on the know, ball, isn't she? She really is. Um, so where am I going to find real time? Might have to just lift a clip. Yeah, I know, but I can't find it on the FTP to get the clip. Mm. You can download the. Um, in your, you've got the big finish account thingy where you can download. I could download it. Yeah, I could. Just do it that way. That's too, that's too difficult. <laughs> <laughs> well, too I much, will have to do it. Too that much way. effort. Too much effort. Uh, I got to ask Sue. She'll know. P.S. Where will I find my trousers? Real time. <laughs> FTP. It's Rand's selection this week and Sue sets up the round selection oh yes mail problem stop it <laughs> bling keeps doing it stop it right well hopefully I'll be able to get those things I think that was a very nice service, don't you? Oh, yes. Marvellous. Very... very inspiring. Very uplifting. Well, I wouldn't go that far. But the priest said lots of nice things about him. Yes, I thought so. Oh, by uplifting, I mean it wasn't one of those tearful, everyone weeping on one another's shoulders events. Show out the rain, though. Next time, bring an umbrella, please. Yes. Well, I'm glad we weren't anyway. And I'm also very glad you changed your coat. 
I think that blue one is very fetching. Yeah. Very you. But without the um, gaucherie of your normal one. Gaucherie? I'll have you know that my coat came from one of the most exclusive boutiques on Colpasha. Not just anyone can shop there, you know. Oh, Doctor, if that coat is an example of their top-of-the-range raiment, I'm not surprised they're exclusive. I imagine you are their only customer. Gaucherie? Raiment? Who force-fed you a thesaurus this morning, hmm? Yes, well, it may have escaped your attention, but I'm actually paying you a compliment. Hmm? Blue suits you. It matches your eyes. Oh, well... Thank you, Evelyn. Well, you asked to see me in my mourning suit, so I thought I'd oblige you. I still can't see why you had to show it off to me at a funeral. Well, where else does one wear a mourning suit but at a place of mourning? Blue, you see, colour of mourning on a number of civilised worlds, notably not yours. <laughs> Doctor, bless you for being a dear. But I thought when you said you had a mourning suit, you meant mourning suit. As in something Edwardian, worn in the morning. Oh, good grief, Evelyn. I haven't worn anything that formal for years. Well, I thought you wanted to see my morning suit because you wanted to go to that chap's funeral. What chap? Well, the chap whose funeral we've just been to. Got wet at. Drunk insipid wheat tea after and made pleasant small talk with his grieving relatives. That chap. But I thought he was your friend. What? I didn't know him from Adam. How could I? I've never been to the Andromedan galaxy before. But if he wasn't your friend and I've never heard of him, why did we go? You took us. But you said... Oh, never mind. I'm going to change back into my favourite coat, the gauchery one. Oh, must you? I mean, it'd be so nice to go somewhere for once without everyone going blind or what? feeling nauseous just looking at you. Nauseous? What do you mean, nauseous? I mean, people may... What on earth is that noise? Noise? Oh, that noise. Doctor, it's coming from inside the wall. Behind one of those circle things. Roundels, Evelyn, they're called roundels, and behind one in seven of them lies very sophisticated technology that powers the TARDIS. Doesn't sound very sophisticated to me. Well, that's because it's coming from the fifth one along up there. It's the space time telegraph. That's cool. Well, so hopefully one... there'll be a behind the scenes feature about Missy Series 2. Hello, I'm David Richardson. I'm the producer of Missy. Hello, I'm Ken Bentley, and I have just finished directing Missy. OK, all. Let's give it another go, then. And over to you. Have I let you down? Have I let the Academy down? But most of all, have I let myself down? Actually, no. I have to say, I am giving myself an A-star. So why don't you pop that in your screwdriver and sonic it? I think it's fair to say that that first box set was quite a special project for us, wasn't it? We came away having totally loved the experience. Yes. And yet we did it in a really unusual way. I mean, I guess we spoke about this on the first set in that Michelle wasn't in the UK for any of the sessions. We never saw her. We, we, we never saw her face to face. She was just a voice on the end of a yeah. SDN line down to the US. Or Toronto, depending depending on where she was. Yeah. And yet, even though we never even saw each other, I think we built up a really lovely working relationship. Bizarrely. Yeah. That we did, we weren't even looking into her eyes, and yet well, we got a real sense of how yeah. much fun she is. And... Well, and you, you sort of make your fun other ways, don't you? Because I remember when we were recording the first box set, Michelle saying exactly that. I don't even know what you all look like. Send me some photographs so we emailed some photographs of us all mm. stuffing our faces and doing silly things didn't we so yeah. you just find other ways of yeah. having the same amount of fun you'd normally have and it was really lovely that um, she was so keen to carry on doing more we were so keen to carry on doing more and the first box set was successful so very soon we knew we were going to be back with another run of this and there were lots of things we wanted to do it all started off as box sets 10-2 with a meeting in the Big Finish office. And I remember that Lisa came along and Gemma and John Dorney and Matt and we sort of threw around ideas of what the shape and the content of that second set would be. And the first story 
which is written by Lisa McMullen. Uh, it's called The Lumiat. I'm Lisa McMullen and I wrote this episode, The Lumiat. There are too many people in this conversation. Some of you will have to die. Missy? Oh, not you, Doctor. At least, not yet. But the rest of you are surplus to requirements. Probably I've laughed the most writing this uh, than I have writing anything else I've ever written, I think. It's just because she's just evil incarnate, but so deliciously funny about it and, and couldn't care about anything. But what I love about her is that there's a few little dark moments, not many, <laughs> but the way she changes from light to dark is just, oh, it's so good, so good. I am Michelle Gomez and I play Missy the Master. I destroyed you almost entirely. Most of what I was, what you are, was lost. What? Oh, so, but you recall the embarrassing stuff, yeah? The, the Oton shambles, the, the Harold Saxon fiasco. Sure, you don't remember this conversation, but I bet you remember the blinking sea devils. Well, the Lumia basically represents hope, really, I suppose, and the possibility that nothing is ever as it seems, you know, and how often we are wrong in life and we have these judgments about others and judgments about ourselves and we have all these stories that we make up about ourselves and and sort of carry out in life and then you know somebody or something will come along and challenge that and it's and we find out that uh, maybe we're not as bad as we think we are or we're not as stupid as we think we are or we're not you know uh, or that we're braver than we ever imagined we were and so that's the Lumiat sort of beautifully named uh, illuminates I guess the the truth about the person on a more honest scale. I think this is the easiest one that I've, I've done I don't know why the way Michelle delivers the character you can just hear it and normally I get told to pull back the laughs <laughs> pull back the comedy and with this I'm just letting rip I'm Gina, Gina McKee and I'm playing the Lumiat if you imagine polar opposites she is the polar opposite to Missy and she's terribly, terribly nice and sweet and good remember the Valyard? yes yes, all that rage, all that pain all that hatred he was magnificent. What's your point? Imagine the opposite of that and apply it to yourself. It's kind of enjoyable to explore and I really enjoy listening to things on the radio and it's great when you you can give enough space for everybody's imagination to make the pictures but also give enough information to help those pictures be created. Actually, I think the essence of the idea was thrown out by John Dorney at that meeting, was the idea of this character who would be the master's version of the Valiard. And we got very lucky with the casting on the Lumiat in that we got Gina McKee, who's somebody who I've loved as an actor for ages, always wanted to get her into Big Finish, and I've looked out so many roles for her, and this time around the timing worked and uh, it happened. We got her. So the idea of creating the antithesis to, to the master to, was just joyous because it's funny because I had in my head Mary Poppins probably because she's, that's what Missy looks like. But then you think, oh, if you had that as her polar opposite and then if she discovers that this character that she despises and loads is herself, just so much fun. I remember Gina being brilliant. She was fantastic. Yeah, she was. And actually very... Committed to it as well, yeah, wasn't she? Totally prepped, knew exactly what she wanted to do with it. And also, actually, unexpectedly, it would it would be too easy just to play the character as very nice. Mm. What she did was create a very nice character, but still with that absolute kookiness that Missy has. And I remember her saying every so often, oh, do you mind if we have another go at that? Because I've just thought of something else I'd like to try. Yeah. Which, which showed a real creativity and also just... a a willingness to yeah. to get the best out of it. Yeah. You know, she didn't just turn up and do the job. Yeah. She, she yeah. really committed to it. Yeah. You have a different toolkit, if you like, and it's. I feel like I'm trying to work out what that toolkit is, really. I like the challenge of that. I mean, a different toolkit for, for example, if you're working in film or theatre, and so I, I love to know what the 
how you can push it and what you can do and what's the technique uh, versus instinct and finding the balance between those things. So that's that's in there. Fingers crossed. Yes. Be good. Be good. Okay, so we've got we've got the essentially the theme of the podcast set, Missy. We've got real time as the ran, mm. the randomoid. Um, I've got you've sent me the emails here, so we've got. This I've sent you an email. Would you? Should we do that? Yeah, we could. Do Just it. want to rehearse going through that. Um, I've actually, yeah, I've got, yeah. Why not? Eh? Uh, and you'll do the usual introduction about the. Um, of course, yeah. You know, if you want to, you want to send an email. It's so simple. Just send it to podcast at bigfinish.com. If you do, you'll get a free Ford Fiesta. No, but no, no, no. <laughs> I don't think we've got a free Ford. I was thinking maybe you could do a song this week. I want to sort of, you know, if you want to send your email, send it into podcast at bigfinish.com. Something like that. It's a shame that doesn't roll. Podcast at bigfinish.com. That's kind of better, isn't it? If you want yeah, to send that. an email, send them into podcast at bigfinish.com. That works. Brilliant. Yeah, we've got one here from Lewis Snari. Um, subject listeners' emails. Relevant. Um, hello, Nick and Benji. Uh, I'm fairly new to the wonderful world of Big Finish, and I'm loving oh. it so far, especially for some much-needed escapism during these peculiar times. Yeah. Um, as a musician, ooh, um, I really appreciate the music and themes that are specifically composed for the box sets. My favourite being the Unit new series theme, which I think oh, is yeah. a, that's a Howard Carter, isn't it? It is. Oh, How yeah. does that go? I can't remember. <laughs> um, well done. <laughs> I can sort of hear it, but I can't. I can't hum it. That's it. Like I can remember it because I worked on. I worked on uh, one Unit episode, so I, I remember. Obviously, and I've listened to them anyway. I remember, kind of I remember specifically something like that, isn't it? Something like yeah. I remember specifically listening to the theme whilst walking down a specific road in Bexhill on Sea. Um, yeah. Did you start marching? <laughs> Started marching and shooting Sontarans. Um, By the yes. way, I've had a blood test today. I'm gonna I'm gonna rip the plaster off. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That really hurt. You're gonna have a nice little patch of of no hair on your arm. Yeah, yeah. It's like I've been waxed. So he's saying uh, his question is: um, yes. How does the music come about? Do you give the composer a brief of specific elements that they need uh, to include, or do they have complete creative freedom? Oh, well, what do you do music? What uh, what would your answer to that be? I suppose if I was doing it, I would say that it's it's like a collaborative process. I mean, a lot of it is kind of creative freedom because obviously, like, sit down and think, oh, I'm going to do this, and then you'll send it over, and then a director uh, or producer will say, I love that, or maybe we could do it slightly more like this, or could you add in a little bit bit of this, or I've had an idea like this. And so it goes back, and it's a bit like sort of throwing a ball, isn't it, really? It goes back and forth and back and forth until eventually... You're like this is this is, and often I think you'll probably agree with this, Nick. Um, I sound like I'm just talking as if I'm on air, and you'll agree with this as well. But yeah, it's a case as well that like once you get the theme in place, like you end up, um, you almost end up sort of. It creates the theme for the whole episode in terms of the way that you make the music. Yeah, yeah, it creates a feel for it, doesn't it? A vibe, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I suppose we can say that. it depends on the production, doesn't it? I think sometimes we just let people get on with it, but you do, and that's when you have a, already trust the person, I suppose. It, it depends. It depends. I mean, I think I gave you a lot of hassle over Space Nineteen Ninety Nine, didn't I? Yeah, but I think I think equally that was a different started thing. Started interfering and playing notes. <laughs> get off my keyboard! Yeah, but I think that was a different kettle of fish because I think like with Space Nineteen Ninety Nine, that's not so much like writing. I wasn't writing a new theme tune for it. I was having yeah. to kind of same with Adam Adamant, like it's kind of recreate something in a contemporary fashion, and so I think that is far that's far more of a case of like stopping and be like it needs to be like this, it must have this, um, in order to move forward because obviously you're, you're dealing with things that people already know. I remember I. Uh... We we worked with a, a a composer who I don't think we've worked with again, and he expected a spotting session, which is what you do in TV stuff, where the director goes through the production with you and says, "Look, I want music here, here, and here," and you know. And he was dismayed that that didn't happen. 
and ended up just supplying us with music and saying, well, fit this in wherever you like. We thought, oh, that's not quite what we wanted. But anyway, it was very, very good music. Um, but different I, people I work in different ways. Yes. Well, I think people just get used to a different way of working at Big Finish. We're quite, quite individualistic, aren't we? I, yeah, I, I sometimes try and get around the problem by if I'm writing something, I actually write where I want the music in the script. Yes, I've noticed that with some of the mm. things you do. You say like music cue. Other people do that as well, actually. Yeah, they say like I give know, them names. The music seek cues, here, yeah. Or danger. Yeah, you do like danger or like segway. That is segway or segway. Um, Segway, um, or yeah, peril. Or yes, time time is running out or something. Yeah, <laughs> nightmares and things like that. I, I've written one recently where I just put nightmarish transition. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it! I want to get I want to get composing now. Um, well, we'll give an answer something like that. We'll, yeah, yeah. This, I mean, you know what we're going to say about that? We, we know. Yeah, we know. We know roughly. We, you know, that's, she that's knows. You know. <laughs> she knows. You know. And there are a couple of other ones I think here as well. How do you listen to Big Finish? I've uh, dedicated comfy corner of my room, which I listen to well, them the, in oh. on the Big Finish app. Yeah, these are the way I asked a load of questions last time. Oh, remember? right. Sorry. Yes. yes. All right, well, that's a good answer. In a comfy... Yeah, okay, what was it? What were the other ones? Uh, have you changed from CD to download recently? Uh, Lewis says, no, uh, I've only ever bought downloads. Wow. One of the, the mm. new breed. Um, Indeed. Uh, what is your favourite non-Doctor Who release? Uh, I've listened to the first episode of The Human Frontier, which I really enjoyed. Oh, you'll like that <gasps> one, then. There we oh, go. Yeah, def- that, this email is definitely in. <laughs> that stays. <laughs> which Thanks reminds me, we should yeah. do a thing on the fact that Human Frontier has been recommissioned for a second series. Yes. Because we did a news item about that. Absolutely. And how swift that is as well, which is quite nice. You know, it's, it's Well, not- yeah, because, yeah, even though its sales figures haven't been the best of the originals yet, it's, they've been the quickest selling. Which is absolutely, you know, which, which gives hope, doesn't it? In the sense that you know, mm. people are enjoying it and rushing in, and if they rushing in and enjoying it that fast already, then series two they'll be like, or well, season two or part two. See, I think we're saying series two. Series two, be. they'll do the same. But it's exciting. It's good though. I've, you know, as I've told you before, it's a great production. Well, I've already started writing it actually. Look, in in this book here. Oh wow! Seriously. With, with a with a with a biro. We're literally with the biro. Is that a Thunderbirds book? It is. <laughs> Great. Given to me by Jamie Anderson, funnily enough. Yeah, I've written it. Here we are. Can you see that? I'll hold it onto the camera. Look at that. All capital letters. I love the way you've made a little, you've made a little box around the title as well. <laughs> That's where I, Well, that was this... Sort of a doodle, that isn't it? And it's got Thunderbird <laughs> 2 flying past it, but that's not real. Thunderbird 2 is not going to be Thunderbird <laughs> yeah. 2, or maybe it should be. He's gone da, mad, da, da, da. <laughs> he's gone mad. He was watching Thunderbirds and, and now he's just decided to write it into the show. So, I've even uh, put uh, episode titles Dendrick, Planet 5, Triton, Human War. There we are. I think that's right. Yeah, that's what. Oh no, actually the last one's going to be called Cataclysm, I think. It's a good name, Cataclysm. Yes. Cataclysm. I made a note here that Dendrick's wife is called Freya. Oh, and named after the, is... um, the great goddess, Celtic goddess Freya. Oh. Goddess, and his wife the is goddess called, his, Sorry, his love. son is called Dylan. He's got a son called Dylan. Son called Dylan after the great Bob Dylan. <laughs> Just, just me after the great, uh, yeah, I was right, yeah, Nor- Nor- Norse mythology, um, Freya. Oh. Look at that, yeah. I knew a Freya once in uh, Brideshead Revisited when we were on tour. That's quite cool. Was she was she a goddess of love and fertility and beauty <laughs> and material possessions? She just has loads of possessions. <laughs> Freya, why are, you, why are you carrying that chair with you? It's mine. Can't have it. Can't have it. Her name was Freya Copeland, and she ended up in Emmerdale. Oh, that's quite a good claim to fame, mm. isn't it? In the Dale. You can yeah. find her, ladies and gentlemen, in the Woolpack. Sitting in the- <laughs> well, you could do for several years. I think she played a police, a, a WPC. Oh, that's a good role to have, isn't it? Is that You're what you call a, yeah, police w- officers? WPC, Cart- WPC Cartwright. So have you looked her up? 
No, I was too busy oh. saying W. So it's her name, Freya Copeland. Yeah, yeah. She was one of the nicest people you could hope to meet. Here we go. Freya Copeland uh, played Angie Reynolds in Emmerdale from 1999 until 2002. It's quite a good run. Yeah. Um, look at that. There she is in our, our police get-up. Yeah. I think she, I remember her saying to me, I'm quite good in it as well, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> She's quite surprised. Confidence is king. Look at that. Yeah, I yeah, know. Fair play. She did 379 episodes, which is... Blimey. Quite, it's crazy how many episodes they do in soaps. Well, she, she's really? probably been having a long lie down since then. <laughs> Still dreaming I, of the world. Has she been pack. in Big Finish? It's a good question. If she can. hasn't, then I'm you should. Freya Copeland. No. <laughs> well, get I must on get it, her then. in. I must get her in. Yeah. She's very good. Um, right. Is that, is that the end of that email? That's the end of that. Yeah, it? that's the end of that one. Yeah. Well, it's another one. Yeah. I, I'm quite. I want to encourage people to answer the questions I've asked. And there's another one mm. here from uh, Christopher Latham. He says, "Gentlemen, some answers to the questions posed in this week's podcast. How do you listen to Big Finish? Mostly on the app. That's good. Though I have to now set aside structured time at home to listen, since I no longer have long train journeys for work. Yeah, this pandemic changes everything." and long car journeys for fan conventions due to the ongoing pandemic. Oh yeah, none of those, no. What I lack in terms of convenience, I make up uh, for in terms of sound quality with without roads or rail noise. Oh, that's a good point, isn't it? Yeah, you've not got the <laughs> So I can appreciate if he's UK and on, other. Or, or not, but if, if it's the UK, then you'd have the You know, where we've got the petition track, haven't we? Yeah, what does it do in America then? Just go. It's only really in England that we go, isn't it? Hmm. Well, that's carry on. Sorry, I just Make interrupted. Note where I have to do a whole item about that. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so, so he says, I can appreciate uh, Benji and other sound designers' work all the more. Uh, oh. Have you changed from CD to download recently? Not completely. Uh, space is of course the primary motivation for this space and the fact that they will probably become obsolete eventually though certain releases like special editions and anything with the eighth doctor and i still purchase on cd mostly in the hope of obtaining a signature of the cast and production team my light at the end special edition signed by all the doctors is one of my most treasured pieces of memorabilia oh that's nice um what is your favorite non-doctor who big finish release and why uh, there are s several, he said. Gosh, I could read it with a glass of water. Could you go and get me one? Oh, no, you're in a different location. Um, I hugely enjoyed Space 1999, something that took a property I knew well and paid it homage, but managed to do, I should say homage, uh, to do something new and interesting with it at the same time rather than a straightforward audio adaptation. I eagerly await more. I'm also a huge Blake 7 fan, and over the years... Um, Big Finish have served the franchise brilliantly much better than any reimagining could have done on television related to this is the one-on-one -on -one interview Call Me Jacks Nick did with Jacqueline Pierce, which was absolutely riveting and well worth a listen snack can't go wrong with a pack of Jaffa cakes cheers Christopher Latham <laughs> yeah that's a good one isn't it it's a good one lots of fun points there Jacqueline Pierce, who's always incredible as well did um, I I'm I love that Call Me Jacks actually. Did you hear it? Did you? Yeah, <laughs> didn't you? Just you, you and her drinking champagne. Well, that's the thing, you know. She said as we started, bit of a jolly said, Nick. <laughs> she said, "Darling, where's the champagne?" And I went, "Ha ha ha!" And then Toby, of course, being very anxious to accommodate people at the moat there, he uh, he just went and produced a bottle of champagne. Went, uh, and I was, like, oh. and of course, Jacqueline saw it and said. Darling, which is of course <laughs> the main word she used. John Ainsworth, have you ever heard John Ainsworth tell the story that he says um, he heard Jacqueline on a phone conversation with someone and all she said was darling. Darling, darling. Darling, and then darling. Darling, darling, darling. <laughs> darling. Oh, I know. And that was the end of the call, yeah. I remember being in a hotel once and she was just, she was just sat next to me stroking my hair for a good probably a good half an hour just stroking my hair whilst whilst really? just yeah whilst just talking she just said oh you've got such wonderful curls darling oh like that and yeah she was wearing a dressing gown 
which um, which she just you know that dressing gown that she wore that was yeah that, that was, was like a dress it was but like a dress but she just wore it and, as a normal she'd like to say darling it's a dressing gown <laughs> it's a dress it's actually a dressing gown darling but um, yeah so uh, that's my claim to fame Serverland just spent spent a good half an hour stroking my hair um, if that nice. if that doesn't help me to live in the world of Blake Seven I don't know what does she can't execute me now <laughs> Maximum power. Maximum. I've just, Let I've him just, live. I've just sent you another email, which could be the final one. See what you think. Uh, let's have a look. You, got you it? hear that drill outside? Yeah, what's going on? Well, somebody's drilling, I suppose. Oh, I yeah, I can hear it now. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, listener's email, subject, handy again. Um, G. Hewitt, or George Hewitt, it says at the bottom. Okay, I'll make a note of that. Okay. Um, okay, uh, yeah, dear Nick and Benji, I hope you're both well. I'm writing for the second time now, and I've been listening to the latest podcast, Blal's Return. Any more information on that? Yes, yeah, so I, <laughs> I was hoping people would pick up on that one. Uh, what, what are you are you allowed to say much about that one? No, think? it's one of those naughty things where I, I don't... I say things that haven't been approved by marketing. <laughs> oh, well. Let them, let them think more. Uh, it says, whilst we're on the topic of more information, um, can we have any hints about what the post-2022 box sets will entail? Will there be continuation of the, of the X-Noctor Adventures format? Or will they all be like the Wicked Sisters... Uh, single box sets focusing on one storyline or will they be like uh, Sick Doctor and Perry Volume mm. 1 an ongoing series it's an interesting question actually yeah there's we don't really have an answer for that yet I mean it's a mixture of all those things is what I'll say yeah, yeah that's probably a good way to <coughs> keep, keep it kind of open ended because uh, yeah it's not really set in stone really is no. it anyway yeah okay well, that's and as cool. for the Bilal thing uh, hopefully there'll be some news we'll be able to release on that quite soon. So, oh, so I'll, I'll just I'll just tease that Gosh. and say and say sorry for mentioning it. <laughs> finally, finally, <laughs> finally, Bilal gets the return he deserves. Uh, it has been brought forward. It was going to be in a few years' time, but it's been brought forward. Actually. I think so too. B- between <laughs> between last podcast and this podcast, just completely coincidentally for other reasons. Thank you very much. That's most appreciated. (laughs) Um, But enough of my questions. Uh, I'm going to give some answers to your questions. I'm an avid CD collector and I bought all of my Big Finish releases via your website on CD where available. However, Uh um, that's good. Uh, However, I find the downloads very useful as well. Mm. On that subject, um, I'm aware that this is now a rather lengthy email. Would you consider releasing schematics for your jewel case layouts? And by that, I mean slips of paper that go inside jewel cases to form the images with downloads and releases. This would allow collectors to print these off and get CD versions of releases without using up your warehouse space. It's interesting. I don't want to say about that. We'll, we'll swerve. We'll swerve it all and just release ones where, where you know, like. Like in colouring books, <laughs> we'll just, <laughs> we'll just <laughs> deliberately make it so they have to colour it in. Doctor Dots. Doctor Dots. Doctor Dots. There we go. <laughs> so uh, a whole release of just Colin Baker saying, "And now move upwards and go towards dot number two seven one." I don't know what that impression was. It sounded more like. I was going to say because. Colin Baker, he's a bit more like this, isn't he? Hmm. Whereas I was just sort of doing John Hurt there. Yes, well, I, I am the Doctor, you know. I thought it sounded like your Piers Brosnan. <laughs> no, Piers Brosnan's more like this, isn't he? <laughs> oh! That's like, you know, whenever he gets hit, oh! <laughs> the next time you watch it, honestly, every time he, anything happens, oh! You're just like, all right, calm down, Piers. Oh, and what? James Bond. Oh, I'm very James weak. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, definitely put that in. Yeah. Let's just invite Piers Brosnan in for a big finish. There we go. Oh. Yeah. That could be the oh of the doctor, we'll call it. <laughs> Maybe he has someone do his oh uh, noises, especially. I mean, I heard a rumour that um, Brad Pitt employed someone 
to do all his ADR. Really? If it wasn't, yeah, if it wasn't much, he just gets, because he couldn't be bothered doing it himself, he just gets someone else to do it. Well, fair enough. So it uh, might not be the voices are completely... War, <laughs> yeah, in World War Z, it's just, you know, imagine Brad Pinkett. Come on, quick, let's escape from the zombies. <laughs> hey, dear, get out the way. Okay. Just, yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't even bother getting the same bloke in for different sessions. <laughs> One scene, he's there going, Hey there, sugar, pick up your cold, I'll take you out. They go outside the restaurant. Anyway, as I was saying, um, <laughs> I'm thinking maybe we could go to McDonald's. Um inconsistent ADR because of course in a lot of old movies you see I mean Kevin Stoney I've seen him in a number of old movies where it is not his voice so whether he was just so busy he could never do the ADR session and just did the filming but yeah I've seen several films I thought oh brilliant Kevin Stoney and then his voice (laughs) I sort of think that's not Kevin Stoney's voice that is not I mean I know he's a lot younger but he's not I had to do a weird thing this week, actually. Um, I'm editing, basically my Sunday job is to do sound on the, a film called Kindred that I'm working on. Um, and um, for one of the one of the things, they, the sound for one of the actors, who was only like, he was only in it for one scene, which is just this lad breaks into the house. Um, they needed to do some sort of ADR on the voice because the recording was rubbish. So I was just like, look, I'll do it because obviously we're in the middle of a you know, pandemic, I can't really yeah. have people coming oh, to record the stuff. So yeah, I said, yeah. because it, the most bizarre, and, it, and to be fair, it works perfectly, but looking at it, it's really bizarre because it's something completely, di- it's a completely different person with my voice. It's so <laughs> odd. It's really, it is just so, it just makes me think of like, you know, like in, um, is it Gert Frove in uh, Goldfinger, you know, who's got a completely oh, yes. different voice to his actual voice. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Oh, it must have been odd for him because obviously that, you know, when you think about like, Especially those old actors must have been really weird. Like, given like when you've got film like Goldfinger and you are Goldfinger, and your yeah. entire career is like, even though he had loads of things, but like you look at him and like that's Goldfinger. It must be so weird to know that like your highest sort of bit of fame, and it's not even your voice. You presumably would have to watch those clips a million times over. Oh yeah, it's um, who was that really brilliant actor? She was in that film, um, Krull. Lisette Anthony. Wow. Okay. You know yep. Lisette Anthony? I'll know when I see her. She's done some big finish anyway. And there was a whole thing. Oh, I know that, her. Yes. Yeah. Now, and she, after she did that, she did loads of movies. And she's an English actor, but she did loads of movies where she put on a very, did a very good American accent. Sorry, put on. I won't say that. <laughs> um, and um, it, but they dubbed her in the movie with an American voice. Isn't that interesting? That is really weird. Uh, which you know really stung her at the time. I remember, you know, I was only yes, a teenager, yes. I think, and and it, she did interviews about it, saying why they didn't ask me to do an American accent. I don't know because I could have done it or I could have dubbed it myself. But they just cast her with someone, and the voice seems to be sort of like three foot in front of her, even though it's perfectly synchronized. It just doesn't seem to be anything to do with her performance. Plus the fact that all her family in this movie are English. And it's weird that she has an American accent. So you know, I know things like that are mind. strange. And in, in in yeah, I find that odd in a lot of, especially a lot of older films as well. Like you know, when you find that they've got like an inexplicable American lead in London, yeah. and there's yeah. no like there's no backstory as to why the lead is American, and every, and everybody else talks ever so nice like this, and he's there sort of doing. You know, well, it's for going, the American, yeah, American for the American market, market. But of course, you think to yourself, oh, what's going on? The funny um, thing about Lisette is that, uh, you know, Barnaby Edwards cast her and, and they got on really, really well. And he's cast her in quite a few things. And quite early on in the relationship, when she uh, made a mistake or something and was laughing about it, he went <laughs> into the microphone and said to her, he said, yeah, Christ, no wonder they redubbed her in Kral. <laughs> 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 Which is a real testing moment of your burgeoning friendship. Oh, gosh, with someone. Yeah. Luckily, she, she, she told him to... Get lost in a very humorous fashion. <laughs> <laughs> Confidence, though, to you know, to be able to say it. On Barney's part. Oh dear. She's had a great career, hasn't she? Looking over. She's brilliant. Herself. She's, She's a really, good really good actor. Yeah. We have to get her back of... in. Oh, get her Similar back age in. to me. She probably won't thank me for mentioning that. I won't mention that on the podcast, eh? <laughs> uh, yeah. Keep that one out. 
Keynote. Uh, I'll tell you what, actually, just the emails only got one more bit, so I'll finish. Oh, right, yes, um, yes. More, more, uh, finally, was, yeah. my favourite non Doctor Who Big Finish release is Torchwood, Tropical Beach Sounds, and other oh. relaxing CCS volume 4. I mean, obviously, uh, adore That's the creativity Payne, of it. Well, quite. It is so creative, so yeah. Definitely, uh, maybe put a clip of that in or something. Well, we've got um, three great emails there so that will be that will be great fun. Do I think it's, is that all the so we've got the the behind the scenes the Missy theme emails random word select Tron that's uh, it isn't it that's the I whole thing. I think I think yeah I think that is the whole thing isn't it then, then, then and we, we've been doing a featured release section but I think that that I don't think we need that this month do we I guess not no I suppose yeah. you know there's there's every release is a feature release. Um, I mean, the only thing is uh, they're the reviews, but we can catch up with those next time, can't we? Yeah, that's a good idea. That is a good idea. Great. All right. So, and then we'll end with the fifteen-minute drama tease of uh, yeah, series two, if I can get it from this location that Sue has sent me. <laughs> the, the mystery rendezvous point where all the tapes are kept. Yeah. Well, that works. So we'll do that. The fifteen-minute drama tease. And we'll say the whole, you know, uh, thanks for listening. See you next week. I've been Benji. You've been Nick. Goodbye. In the style of in the style of a harmonica going <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> Something like that. And then yeah, and then at the end, I suppose I'll sort of move in and do the. You've been listening to a big Finnish podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well. Um, I'll get that written up, and then uh, we'll convene a bit later to do the recording. Well, that works. Yeah, we can go. Have, we could probably go have some lunch now, couldn't we? Shake, shake, shake the room. Uh, miss. Shake, shake, shake the room, mistress. Shake, shake, shake the room, missy. Don't spoil it, Bertram. Tick, tick, tick. Tick. Can I have my spear back, please? I'd rather like to return to the battle. But I rescued you, Bertram. I plucked you from the battlefield to be my trusted companion. If it's all the same to you, I think I'd rather take my chances in the melee. It is not all the same to me. And the only way you're getting your spear back is if I impale you on it and turn you into an ugly-looking lollipop. Capiche? Um... Do you have ambitions to be a... Lollipop, Bertram. Do you? No, it's just that, well, we, the people fighting down there, and myself, obviously, we only came out to the sunken desert for a picnic, and then you turned up and suddenly everyone was throwing flaming rocks at each other. <laughs> and you are very welcome, sweetheart. Now be a good little companion and tell me how impressive I am. I mean, this was just a wee skirmish over a scotch egg three days ago, and now, look, we've made ourselves a full-on battle, Bertram. A lovely war. I don't understand how... Bertram, do you want to be the companion of a Time Lord or not? Not! Companion or lollipop, Bertie boy. That's the choice. Or oh, I think I could just bazooka you. Caterello! What is it, Kiza? The flames rose of Jan and the batteries overran. We won't hold the line much longer, sir. We have to. We can't surrender. We... Kiza, get down! From. On whose side are you on? Side? Yeah. There's a war on. Or hadn't you noticed? Oh no, no, no. No, sweetie. There isn't. Hang on a tick. What is that? Paradigm nebulizer. What are you doing? Clearing the air. Quite literally. Somebody altered the atmospheric temperance field, making you all think you're in the middle of a battlefield. We are in the middle of a battlefield. Well, now you are, yes. But judging by the picnic blankets and the potted meat sandwiches, I'd say that a couple of days ago, you were all having a lovely day out. What have we done? 
you've been fighting complete strangers to the death. Somebody deliberately muddled your brainwaves to turn you on each other and conveniently left a small arsenal of weapons in the vicinity, hence the current limb fest. Oh. Try not to blame yourselves. Oh, sweetheart. What kind of sick, twisted, megalomaniacal lover of death and power would do such a thing? gets past you, does it, B-boy? But why has it stopped? Who is spoiling Missy's fun? I think it's that woman down there with the magic wand. Yes, thank you. I can see who stopped the battle, but who is she? I don't know. Who? Yes! Precisely! Now, let's get the injured into the buggies. Quick as we can. Casualties. Far fewer than we thought. I suppose the fact that none of us were actually soldiers stood us in good stead. We seem to have mostly missed. Yes, not sure how reassuring that is to those still bleeding. Chop, chop. Walking wounded to the vehicles. And let's get those ouchies fixed. Oh. Hello. Hello, Doctor. I see you've regenerated. I like it. All girls together. That's the woman who took Bertram! Oh, Missy, I am very disappointed in you. Oh, I aim to displease. Have I let you down? Have I let the Academy down? But most of all, have I let myself down? Actually, no. I have to say, I am giving myself an A-star. So why don't you pop that in your screwdriver and sonic it? What have you done with Bertram? My boy Lollipop. What? He makes my heart go giddy-up. <laughs> oh, I'll be keeping him. Now, Doctor, a wee word in your shell like. Obviously, I'm a teeny bit vexed at the spoils boarding. You turned a picnic into armed combat. It wasn't all me. I mean, the thing some people will do for a sausage roll. You altered the molecular structure of the sound waves, made them all furious with each other, and handed them weapons. You've got a real savior complex. You do know that, don't you? Like a moth to an inferno. Come closer. No closer. Do you want to know a secret? Always. I'm not the doctor. Pardon? But I am a big fan of her work. What? Wait! I felt your heart's beating. Come along, Bertram. Stop lingering in the doorway. It's a dimensionally transcendental spaceship, not the gateway to the Bidden Terrors. Oh. Mm. Doors! It's... If you say the obvious, I'll have to kill you. Yes, it is. Let's move on. I didn't force you to travel with me. You put a bazooka to my head and told me to shift or you'd turn my brains inside out. See? I gave you a choice. Now, why would the doctor say she wasn't the doctor? A test. A tease. A cry for help? She seemed to know who you were. She called you Missy. Bertram, kindly refrain from speaking unless you have something new to add to the discussion. Hmm? You're mean. Therefore, I am. Two heartbeats. I wonder. 
A companion would be fun, but it's like babysitting a teenager. Are we nearly there yet? Are we nearly where yet? If you didn't listen the first time, I'm not going to tell you again. But you haven't told me at all. Yes. Well, I thought it. It's not my fault you weren't paying attention. Here we are. Just going to tear a teeny hole in the fabric of space and time. Excited face on, please. No. More excited than that. Exactly that face. That's it. Good boy. Have we broken into a museum? The museum. Breathe it in, Bert. This is the good stuff. I'd like to thank you for joining me on this tour of the Black Archive. Do keep your hands inside the cart at all times. And, as you can see, the Archive is a veritable treasure trove of artefacts. So let's shop! Ooh, Sontaran Blaster. We'll have one of those. Quickly, Bertram. Anything that looks deadly, pop it in Mummy's bag. You're a thief! How dare you! I am a liberator. Dalek Domigun. Head of a Cyberman, Maya Battle Helmet. Stolen spoils of war, things of beauty locked away in darkness. I am setting them free. Uh, there's a pair of red stilettos over here. Never heard of killer heels. Come on. Ooh, look at this. Hello, old friend. What's that? Tom Tit. Transmission of matter through interstitial time. What do you want with all this stuff? Souvenirs, memories, clues. To what? The doctor. That nice lady who stopped the fighting. <sighs> you should be her companion. If that nice lady is the doctor, there'll be a record of her here somewhere in the archives. We just need to find it before our minds implode and run out of our ears. What? Well, it's easy enough to break through UNIT's security system, but they do have a rather good mind field that liquidates the brain after about five minutes. What? Oh, relax. We've only been in here for... Let's see. I have a headache. How annoying. God, my... My watch has stopped. My head really hurts. Well, you mention it. I do have a wee irritant throbbing. I thought it was just you. Grab those files and let's vamoose. If you feel a warm trickle down the side of your face, try not to scream. strawberries or how to count. Chin up. <laughs> now, get reading. We're looking for any reference to that particular incarnation of the Doctor. How do you mean, incarnation? This is my incredulous face, Bertram. What are Time Lords famous for? Are you a Time Lord? Yes. Are you famous for being mean? We regenerate. That's nice. How do you mean, regenerate? This is a big book of stories about a Time Lord called the Doctor. The Doctor dashes about through time and space, saving planets and rescuing the incompetent. I need you... What? Oh, never mind. I've had a better idea. Bring the sunscreen, Bertram. We're going to the Infinity Prairies.
casual. We're merely two ordinary prairie folk taking their pet rats for a walk. In a box. Right, yeah. Taking their pet rats for a walk in a box. People are staring at us. That's because they wish they had a box of rats. Flesh-eating rats. No, no, nobody likes to show off. <sighs> About here, I should think. Sorry? Pop the box down there and take the lid off. But the rats will escape. You said they could skin a person in 30 seconds. Yeah, what, what's your point? People might die. Only a little bit. Box down, lid off, run in the opposite direction to the screaming. No! Oopsie! <gasps> oh, what if they eat us? Yeah, but we're covered in rat repellent. Oh, just me. Look! Will somebody help this poor man? You are evil. Oh, Ooh, you say the nicest things. Oh, look, there's a tavern. Shall we go to the pub? I didn't... <gasps> there's a rat on my leg. Flesh-eating rats. There's a man out there that looks like barbecue spare ribs. Ooh, do you do bar snacks? Flesh-eating rats? Oh, my! Lock the doors! Quick! Yeah, lock the doors and the windows! It's on my thigh! Oh, oh, don't worry. My oh, friend, my the doctor, me. will be along to save oh, the day. Oh, it's no use locking the doors now, hen. Bertram oh. here has a rat on his lap. You don't have a no-pet policy, do you? No-pet policy? Oh, no! Oh, get it off me! It's on my arm! Oh, look! Bertram, the cyber cat! Here, kitty! Here, kitty, kitty! Kill the rat! Wait! No one is on my... It's on your... Oh, gosh, that's gonna work. Oh, there you are, Tiddles! Hello again, Doctor. What's new, pussycat? 